thing is it's is so it's so interesting with the the way the Bible is. That's and it made it easy on me when I was growing up and I was you know, you want to you wanna hey, I want to be a preacher, you know. Well Well it's it, the reason you do is because you want to tell people about Jesus, you know. I went off to school, you know, boy, and I thought they want me to tell everything but about Jesus. I thought this is ah. Always come back to this. This is, you have one book, one story, one God. Don't make this hard. Okay. Anyway, here, this is your index of your, of your Bible, obviously, Genesis to Revelation. And what's so cool, you'll hear this very often. Your Bible's a history book. Praise God. It's, you know. <clears throat> anyway, so let's roll over here. We, we, we can see in the book of Genesis, that's, uh, it's actually named Beginnings. Jesus thought it was the beginning. He said in the beginning, he made him male and female, you know, all this kind of stuff. But... Okay, now, we also recognize that Jesus mentioned Solomon, he mentioned David, and all this, so it's like, ooh, well, then he, he's authenticated all this stuff here, and so let's pick up in Second Chronicles, and we left off last time, remember we looked at, uh, oh, oh, after David passed away, his son uh, Solomon took over, actually David was still alive at the time he did that, because he had to pull a quick one there, because Bathsheba, and uh, oh, that's Solomon's mom, and uh, uh, Nathan the prophet came in there and said, well, Absalom has just crowned himself king across the hill over there. What are you going to do about that? And David said, as the Lord lives, who's rescued me, one of great scriptures, as the Lord who's rescued me out of all my problems. And that's the same thing for you and I. Otherwise, we can't use the 23rd Psalm. And I, we don't even need to mess with that. Yeah, we do. We want that. So anyway, so here we go. <clears throat> so Solomon is now taken over. And we got through uh, all the great things that he did here. He built that uh, new temple. Okay. And remember, we studied last week, we looked at the Queen of Sheba came. Remember, Jesus said in, in, the, in the Day of Judgment, the Queen of Sheba is going to rise up and say, hey, you guys are crazy because uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Solomon had all this wisdom. And then Jesus said, there's someone greater than Solomon here, and they wouldn't pay any attention to him. So Jesus was recognizing that this stuff took place as well. Of course, he was there. So let's pick up where we, uh, yeah, here we go. So the last thing we came, came across, and this is all so fantastic. Oh, I'm going to get a little piece of this uh, right here. When the Queen of Sheba was there, notice she said, Your wisdom is far greater than I could have ever imagine. This is 2 Chronicles 9.1. And this is a history line. We're fixing to go. It's just going to be the next king. It's, it's, just, it's a timeline. They don't, they don't mix them up. All right, anyway. How he must, look at that. How he must love Israel to give them a just king like you. He wants them to be a great and strong uh, nation forever. She gave the king a gift of over a million dollars in gold. Uh, great, anyway, a lot of spices, incomparable quality, and many, many jewels. You know, well, we don't need any jewels. Yes, you do. I mean, come on. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, you know, it said whatever that river was, there were nuggets of pure gold there. Anyway, plus Solomon had this temple built that is supposed to represent the Lord's house, and it's covered with jewels. Anyway, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, uh, let's see. That was one of the things she said. One of the things she said I thought was really great. Yeah, look at this. When she discovered how really wise he was and the breathtaking, be breathtaking beauty of, the, of his palace and the wonderful food at his table and how many servants and aides he had, and when she saw their spectacular uniforms, man, we don't need poverty. That's dumb. It, 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 read your Bible. It's, it's just fantastic. God will. Remember, even Jesus talking about Solomon here, he says, Consider the lilies of the field. We should see some poverty bound flowers. Wouldn't that help us learn to appreciate? No. The flower is gorgeous. There's few, those flowers back there. I, I told the Lord, that's last. I mean, last week's. I said last year's. Last week's flowers. They still look good. You know, and even if you look at a flower that's <laughs> fixing to dry up, they still look kind of cool. You know. 
But Jesus said, uh, consider the lilies of the, uh, lilies of the field and how they toil, they don't spin. And he said, in Solomon, and all his glory was not clothed like those are. And he says, how much more shall he clothe you? So there you go. I mean, you got to get rid of your unbelief. The Lord will, he'll get clothes for you. And it's, you know, well, I'm okay. I went to college and I'm, I, 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 let the Lord get clothes for you. I don't care how much money you got. God will get the stuff to you. Otherwise, you'll be thanking yourself. Well, I'm so glad I went to college. I'm so glad I got this. And you're going to, the same path the Israelites went is they did it themselves. After all, we're not too sure. It's just our southern religion. We were brought up to believe in Jesus. Ah, please. That's the reason we're all supposed to search and find him. And we, and we, and thank God we have, even though we had help from our parents. Tell us. Okay, so anyway, so you come on down here. And the very end of this part right here, because this is the last thing. So Solomon in verse 30. So Solomon reigned in Jerusalem uh, over all Israel for 40 years. Then he died and was buried in Jerusalem. And his son Rehoboam became the new king. <clears throat> Let's see what happened to him. All the leaders of Israel, chapter 10, came to Shechem for Rehoboam's coronation. Meanwhile, friends of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, went to, no, sent word to him of Solomon's death. Now this guy, he used to be a servant, okay, of Solomon. And he fled. He's down in Egypt. Where do you find that out? It's in the book of, let's see, we're in Chronicles. It was in 1 Kings. 1 Kings has the rest of that details right there. But anyway, he was in Egypt. Well, that tells you. And he had gone to escape from King Solomon. Now he returned quickly and was present at the coronation and led the people's demands on Rehoboam. What? Yeah. Now remember, it's like the SEC. Auburn, Alabama, you know, Georgia, Mississippi, Ole Miss, all that kind of stuff. The whole nation of Israel is broken up into different tribes. The 12 sons of Israel, you know. Okay. Your father was a hard master, they said. Be easy on us and we'll let you be our king. Rehoboam told them to return in three days for his decision. He discussed the demand with the old men who had counseled his dad, Solomon. Hey, what should I tell them? Well, he says, if you want to be their king, you'll have to give them uh, a favorable reply and treat them with kindness. Ah, but he rejected their advice and asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up. Now, how do you relate this to what happened to Solomon? Remember what Solomon did? He said, Lord, give me wisdom. Help me. This kid here, he's not doing what his dad did. Anyway, you'll see it go down fast. That's how, how it works. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, so he says, uh, what do you fellas think I should do? Shall I be easy on them as my father was? No, they replied. Tell them if, if you think my father was hard on you, wait and see what I'll be like. Then tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. I'm going to be tougher on you, not easier. My father used whips on you, but I'll use scorpions. So Jeroboam and the people returned in three days to hear King Rehoboam's decision. He spoke roughly to them. He refused their advice to the old men, followed the counsel of the younger guys. My father gave you heavy burdens, but I'll give you heavier ones. And my father, here's the whips, here's the scorpions. Okay, wow. Well, let's see what happened. Well, it didn't turn out too good. So the king turned down the people's demands. Now, God caused him to do it in order to fulfill his prediction against Jeroboam by Ahijah, the, uh, the Shilonite. Sh- Sh- um, Shilonite. That story's in 1 Kings as well. And that's because this guy was worshiping idols. It's not like, well, gosh, Lord, you never know. The Lord will just turn on you. No, we turn on him. Okay. And it's the soul, it's going after other gods. I don't need the Lord. Okay. Anyway. So they said, forget David and his dynasty. They shouted angrily. We'll get someone else to be our king. So Rehoboam ruled his own tribe of Judah. Uh, let's go home. So now look, the SEC is broken down to one team. I'll take Alabama. Okay. <clears throat> so they did. The people of the tribe of Judah, however, they remained loyal to Rehoboam. So he's got two. 
We'll give Auburn in there. So you got Auburn, Alabama hanging in there with the line of David. Afterwards, when King Rehoboam had sent Hadoram to draft forced labor from the other tribes of Israel, the people stoned him to death. Yikes. So he was going around trying to say, hey, I need some, I need some soldiers from everybody. Man, they stoned his representative. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. You know, this is a mythological story. It never really happened. Well, why do we got the details? See, this is history. This is the end of that chapter. Watch this. And Israel refused to be ruled by a descendant of David to this day. Hmm. Now, that indicates there was a time frame when this was written. Now, upon arrival at Jerusalem, Rehoboam mobilized the armies of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000, declared war against the rest of Israel in an attempt to reunite the kingdom. But the Lord told Shemaiah the prophet, go and tell King Rehoboam, Judah, son of Solomon's son, and the people of Judah and Benjamin, the Lord says, hey, don't fight against your brothers. Go home, for I am. Notice what he's going to say. I'm behind their rebellion. The Lord was setting this up for a reason. So they obeyed the Lord and refused to fight against Jeroboam. Jeroboam stayed in, the, in Jerusalem and fortified the cities of Judah with walled and walls and gates to protect himself. Bethlehem, we've heard of that. Echim, Tekoa, Bethzer, Zokam, all these places, Gath and Adoram, Lachish, okay, those places. Anyway, he rebuilt and strengthened the forts and manned them uh, with companies of soldiers under their officers, stored, uh, stored them with food, olive oil, and wine. Okay. Shields and spears were placed in the armories in every city as further safety measures for only Judah and Benjamin remained loyal to him. Okay. However, the priests, now watch this. The priests, now remember who the priests are? You know, that's uh, Aaron's kids, you know. They're the ones that the Lord said only Aaron's descendants can be the priest. The Levites were also part of that group. Okay. They were from mm, Levi, the tribe of Levi. Okay. Now, notice this. However, the priests and the Levites from the other tribes, now they abandoned their homes. Why? And moved to Judah. In other words, from all, the, all over the SEC, Georgia and whatever, South Carolina, all these other groups. Now, why'd they do that? For King Jeroboam fired them. Now, now you know why the Lord's going to... They've had it. See, they've all decided we don't need Jesus anymore. That's why it's so great. Just serve Jesus. Just trust the Lord. And don't penalize yourself saying, well, I... I, I'm, I'm the worst Christian. I mean, why you beat yourself up for it? Romans, Romans chapter 8 says there's no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Are we trying to be perfect or something? You're never going to be perfect. You've got to trust the Lord to save you. You know, those are daily sacrifice. We're not trying to find a way to sin. Gee, <clears throat> Christians are just so good at beating themselves up. You've you got to not do that. You'll talk yourself right out. You'll be, oh, I need, uh, Lord, I got my, my kids. I'm praying for my kids. And then you'll go, well, I don't know why you're going to answer that prayer because I, please, you never pray in the name of Richard. You pray in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just always remember that. So anyway, man, they, they, Jeroboam fired him, telling him to stop being priest of the Lord. Uh Uh-oh, big mistake, man. And he had appointed other priests instead who encouraged the people to worship idols instead of God, and to sacrifice to carve statues of goats and calves, which he placed on the hills. Man, all over the place. Hey, i got a pit stop. i got to gas up. No, oh, I better than gas up. I'm going to pray to this stupid little idol. Hey, it's a little drought out there. I'm going to ask this nice carving here to send some rain. Fine. It's reason first, uh, and Isaiah, he starts saying that God's making fun of him. Yeah, why don't you ask that rock for some blessings? You're not going to get a blessing from a rock, you know. But he let them take off of that. Okay, he appointed other priests who instead of we covered that. Okay, uh, laymen too from all over Israel began moving to Jerusalem where they could, look at that, where they could worship the Lord freely. Boy, they figured this out. They said, man, I'm going where Jesus is. Okay, uh, 
to worship the Lord God of their fathers and sacrifice. Notice this. This strengthened the kingdom. I wonder what we could do today that'll, yeah, right there. Stay with the Lord. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. See, there's so much competition for, oh, uh, you know, it's like I, I like to mention about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has been so degraded instead of, you know, thank, not among us, but, you know, it's just, I'm, we're here. I want to thank my friend. I want to thank this. I, we don't ever thank the Lord, you know. That's what's, if you watch the temperature when Thanksgiving rolls around on TV and stuff, you'll see they're not thankful about the Lord. They're, well, I'm just thankful that I have such good friends and, and I'm thankful for that guy and this person and whatever. They will never mention Jesus. And boy, you'll be, it'll, oh, it'll bring you down fast. Anyway, but this strengthened the kingdom of Judah so that Rehoboam survived for three years with, look at that, without difficulty. Man. Anyway, for during those years, there was an earnest effort, look at that, to obey the Lord as, look at that, as King David and Solomon had done. Wow. It goes downhill from here. Now, wait a minute. We make a big deal out of this. Rehoboam married his cousin, Matt. She was the daughter of David's son, Jeremoth, and Abihel, the daughter of David's brother, Eliab. Well, see, David was a fable in the first place. We don't have any records. We have plenty of records. We got the entire records. Three sons were born from this marriage, Jeshua, Shemar, and Zer Then later he married, oh my gosh, I'm not going to read the Bible. God, he married somebody else. Oh. No, we don't do that. This is history. You see what's going on. Look at the children born to him. Uh, Abijah, and he's going to wind up being the next king. Atiah, Ziza, Shelemeth, or whatever. He loved Micah more than any of his other wives. Well, he needs to go to rehab. You better love both of those girls. <laughs> well, Jacob had the same trouble. He married Leah and Rachel. Remember that? And he loved Rachel, even though Leah had beautiful eyes. But Rachel was altogether shapely. So you can figure out what was going on there. All right. Anyway, he had 18, oh, 60, oh, oh, I'm not going to read the Bible again. There's slaves in the Bible. I uh, can't read the Bible. Yeah, you can. Look at that. Uh, 28 sons and 60 daughters. Woo, what a college expense. Okay. Micah's son, Abijah, was his favorite. And he intended to make him the next king. He was very wise and scattered his other sons to the fortified cities throughout the land of Judah and Benjamin. He gave them large allowances and arranged for them to have a lot of women too. Okay, they had several wives. Wow, man. So that's what ruined the kingdom. No, if you check, that's not what ruined the kingdom at all. It had nothing to do with it. Look at this. But when Rehoboam was at the height of his popularity, look what happened. Can you read it? And power. What did he do? He sassed his mama. No. He didn't pay his tithe or something. No. He totally abandoned the Lord. And the people followed him in his sin. Oh, man. As a result, boy, King Shishak of Egypt attacked Jerusalem in the fifth year of Rehoboam's reign with 1,200. Now, why do they have these details? If you've been reading your Bible, you'll see David had a historian. All these people had historians and secretaries. They had chaplains. These were not Mickey Mouse folks. Look at that. Egyptians, Libyans, Sukkim, and the Ethiopians, he quickly conquered Judah's fortified cities and soon arrived at Jerusalem. Well, watch what happens. Look at this. Then the prophet, here's that guy again, he showed up and said, and he now met with Rehoboam, remember he's the king, and the Judean leaders from every part of the nation, they had fled to Jerusalem for safety. And he told them, the Lord said, you've forsaken me, I've forsaken you. Moses told them that. Well, the Lord told Moses to tell. Okay. You know, 
Anyway, so the king and the other leaders, they confessed their sins and said, the Lord's right for doing this to us. Now watch this. And when the Lord saw them humble themselves, hello. Well, I guess I got what I deserve. I'm never going to get. <laughs> We've never got what we deserve, praise the Lord. Psalm 103 says he's not dealt with us after our sins, but we just beat ourselves up and say, well, I guess I got it coming. Had a car wreck. You know, I guess I had it coming. Oh, please. When the Lord saw him humble themselves, he sent this guy back. Because you've humbled yourselves, I'll not completely destroy you. Some will escape. I'll not use Shishak to pour out my anger upon Jerusalem. Boy, the Lord needs to go to anger management. Anyway. Remember, one of the Ten Commandments is what? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You, you can imagine that. Remember I mentioned last week. You just, as, as your kids come to you and say, I don't believe I want you to be my daddy and mama anymore. Oh, I'll take it. I have to learn. You wouldn't take it either. Yeah. Well, there's the door. Go figure out how fun that is. All right, anyways, here we go. Oh, but he says, you got to pay annual tribute to him. Then you'll realize, look at this, how much better it is to serve the Lord. Now, wait a minute. I thought poverty was part of the Lord's blessing. No, it's not either. There it is in that statement. How much better it is to serve the Lord than to serve him. So King Shishak of Egypt conquered Jerusalem and took away all the treasures of the temple and the palace. They also took Solomon's gold. Man, this... Ugh. They had it coming. Anyway, King Rehoboam replaced them with bronze shields and committed them to the care of the captain of the guard. Whenever the king went into the temple, the guards would carry them and afterwards return them to the armory. Now, when the king humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned aside and he didn't send total destruction. In fact, even after Shishak's invasion, the economy of Judah remained strong. Hallelujah. Just serve the Lord. Praise God. Now, here's a wrap-up for him. King Rehoboam reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city of God he had chosen as the residence after considering all other cities of Israel. He had become king at age 41. His mother's name was Naaman the Ammonitess. Hmm. Well, you can imagine what was going on there. They worshiped Dagon or whatever, so she had a hard time pulling out from that. But anyway, look at it says, but he was an evil king, for he did not decide really to please the Lord. The complete biography is written by a bunch of people that don't exist. No, wait a minute. Our Bible's totally authenticated here. We're on record. Recorded in the histories written by Shemaiah the prophet. We don't even have that book. It's out there somewhere. Anyway, and by Ido the seer, that one too. And in the genealogical register. Man, there wasn't no such thing. Nobody kept record. Man, we keep records in America. And you keep a mental record. Like I said, you can go back at least to your great-grandmother, probably yourself. There was continual war between, remember that's the SEC split up. Jeroboam and Rehoboam. When Rehoboam died, he was buried in Jerusalem, and his son Abijah became the new king. Let's see what happens here. Abijah became the new king in Judah, in Jerusalem, in the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam. So it's comparing when it was that other, remember the SEC split, 10 of them are over here, and they don't want, remember, they, the, their king just said, we're not going to worship the Lord anymore. Matter of fact, some more details about Jeroboam. When he knew everybody wanted to go to, the, wanted to, go to Jerusalem for the Passover, which you're supposed to, okay? He dreaded that, and this is what it says in 1 Kings. He carved out two stupid cows and said, these are, the, these are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. Can you imagine that? You just carve these things. That's not what got us out of Egypt. So that's the reason the Lord was trying to prepare to get that king wiped out. Anyway, look at this. This guy, Abijah, only lasted three years. His mother's name was Micaiah, daughter of Uriah the Gibeah, I mean, of Gibeah. Early in his year, early in his reign, war broke out between Judah and Israel. Well, here they are, they're fighting. Civil war. 
Judah, led by King Abijah, fielded 400,000 seasoned warriors, twice as many as the Israeli troops, strong, courageous men led by King Jeroboam. Now watch what happened here. When the army of Judah arrived at Mount Zerim in the hill country of, you know, someplace, Ephraim, King Abijah shouted to King Jeroboam. Now watch what he said, just what I just mentioned to you. Hey, listen, don't you realize the Lord God of Israel swore that David's descendants would always be kings of Israel? Your king Jeroboam, there it is, is a mere servant of David's son and was a traitor to his master. That's the reason Solomon chased him off to Egypt. Then a whole gang of worthless rebels joined him, defying Solomon's son, Rehoboam, for he was young and frightened and couldn't stand up to them. Do you really think you can defeat... Now look at this phrase. Do you really think you can defeat the kingdom of the Lord that is led by a descendant of David? Your army, look at this, your army is twice as large as mine. Oh my gosh, he shouldn't even be there. There it is, watch this. But you're cursed with those stupid gold calves. You have... With you that Jeroboam made for you. He calls them your gods. Can you imagine that? And you watch society. I mean, thank God we're here. We're as a light, okay? But it wouldn't surprise me someday in Atlanta, you know, where you guys are, whatever, all of the first church of the cow. And they think it's funny. Of course, they do have that in India, you know. They worship those cows, whatever. In Africa, too. Look at this. And here it is. And you've driven away the priest of the Lord. And the Levites, and you've appointed heathen priests instead. Remember who touched that ark? Even David, he was trying to do the right thing. He had Uriah uh, and whoever it was, and they were holding, uh, they were trying to move the ark. And it started to fall, and Uriah reached up there to try to touch it. And man, cost him his life. David found out later, we did it wrong. <laughs> we had to have the Levites do that. Anyway, they've appointed heathen priests instead, just like the people of the other lands. You accept as a priest anybody who comes along with a young bullet. In other words, hey, I know how to kill this thing. I know how to burn him, you know. And seven rams for consecration. No, that ain't going to get it. Notice what he says. Anyone at all can be a priest of these no gods of yours. But as for... Hold on. Scroll down. Okay. Look at this. But as for us... Doesn't that sound like... As for me in my house... Jeremiah, the last chapter... No, excuse me. Joshua, the last chapter. We'll serve the Lord. The Lord is our God. And we have not forsaken him. Only the descendants of Aaron are our priests. And the Levites alone may help in their work. They burn sacrifices to the Lord every morning and evening... Well, who blew it? Remember, we already know. Adam blew it to begin with, and we're tainted with him. But nonetheless, we've made mistakes. There was always a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. Anyway, and burnt offerings and sweet incense, and they, they placed the bread of the presence upon the holy table. Man, I just thank God. You know, now, now, I, my background is Baptist. And I think that one, what does it say? In remembrance? Yeah. That's the Lord's table for, you know, we, we call it the Lord's table. But it, the history behind that thing is this table right here that was in the temple. The bread of his presence. And we got candles lit, you know. We're always supposed to be reminded. I mean, it ain't like, what's well, moldy bread? The last time God answered a prayer, boy, we need to throw that bread out. <laughs> Every day is fresh. Your prayers are going to get answered. Remember Solomon just, we're in chapter 13, Solomon 5, 6, or 7. He prayed, he said, Lord, at any time, anybody, anywhere, prays toward this temple. Answer their prayer. And then the Lord showed up later and told him, he said, I'll, I will attend to every prayer that's made in this place. Wow. Anyway. Okay. The golden lampstand lamp is lighted every night for we're careful to follow the instructions of the Lord. Well, who cut the lights out? Man, it's never lights out. Praise the Lord. But you've forsaken him. So you see, look at that. God is with us. He is our leader. Can you think of a lot of things in the New Testament? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God before you, who can be against you? Wow. Anyway, 
I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Look at this. His priest, trumpeting as they go, will lead us into battle. See, Moses said that. Well, the Lord keeps saying Moses, but the Lord told, take those trumpets, get your priest out there, blow those trumpets, and every time they do it, you'll conquer your enemies. You know, Jeroboam was really sweating this. He was going, yeah, uh-oh. O people of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, of your fa- Lord God of your fathers, for you will not succeed. I don't know. No, we don't have to. I don't know. You think Jesus was, had a question about being resurrected from the dead? No. He said, they're going to crucify me on the third day. If, if things work out, if it works according to plan, <laughs> no. He was going to come out. And he did. Meanwhile, Jeroboam had secretly sent part of his army around behind the men of Judah. Remember, the good guy here is uh, Rehoboam. So now they've been surrounded and they're already outnumbered. That didn't bother him. Rehoboam's, oh yeah, Rehoboam. Okay, his great-great-great-grandfather was Saul. Saul's son was Jonathan. They, nobody was allowed to even have a sword. But Jonathan had one. And he had his little sidekick armor bearer with him. They slipped out and decided to go attack some Philistines. And remember what Jonathan said? He said, hey, let's go up here and fight some of these Philistines. Because the Lord is able to save by many or by few. Doesn't matter to him. And those two guys, boy, they beat up on him. Okay. Boy, they were surrounded. Look at this. Then they cried out to the Lord for mercy, and the priest blew the trumpets. That's what you do. Glory to God. I don't care what trouble you're in. Don't talk yourself out of it and say, "Uh, it's in the too hard to do box. It's not going to work. And who am I that the Lord answered my prayers? No, just scream out help. Let's see what happened. So the men of Judah began to shout, and as they shouted, God used King Abijah and the men of Judah to turn the tide. I like that. Of battle against Jeroboam and the army of Israel. Man, how'd they do it? They got lucky. No, they didn't. They knew it was the Lord. Man, they slaughtered slaughtered a half a million of the elite troops of Israel that day. So here it is. I wish I had a Bible study I could have to help me today. Judah, depending on the Lord God of their fathers, they defeated Israel. They chased King Jeroboam's troops and captured some of his cities. Wow, they got their cities back, some of them. Bethel, Shinnah, Ephraim, and their suburbs. King Jeroboam of Israel never regained power during Abijah's lifetime, and eventually the Lord struck him and he died. Wow. That's what the Lord was after the whole time. Remember, he's worshiping other idols. You read yourself, Deuteronomy 28, you know, Deuteronomy 28, the first 26 verses, you know, you're blessed when you go in, blessed when you go, oh, but if you turn on the Lord, and it's, it's not, I made a mistake. No, you're, it's the big mistake. I don't need Jesus anymore. I can do without him. Fine. Anyway, meanwhile, King Abijah of Judah became very strong. He married, oh God, here's where he lost it. No, he didn't lose it. And we have trouble today. I mean, man, I've been divorced. You, you, you can't live your life thinking your, your, your marital status is what keeps Jesus together in your life. No. Praise the Lord. will help you no matter where you're at, okay? Meanwhile, King Abijah of Judah became very strong. Then he became very weak because he married 14 wives. <laughs> no, he didn't. 22 sons, 16 daughters. His complete biography and speeches? Uh, they told me this was fables. Why do they keep records? Man, we got speeches all the way back to Lincoln. We think we're the only ones. Mm-mm. Recorded in the in Italy, the, the uh, history of Judah. Let's knock out one more. Sit down. Here we go. King Abijah was buried in Jerusalem. His son Asa became the new king of Judah. And there was peace in the land for the first 10 years of his reign. Asa was careful. Why? Look at that. Careful to obey the Lord. He demolished the heathen altars on the hills, broke down the obelisk, and chopped down the shameful Asherim idols. In other words, well, let's keep reading. And demanded that the entire nation obey the commandments of the Lord and their ancestors. Well, no wonder, praise the Lord. 
Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Look at this. He also removed the sun images from the hills and the incense altars from every, from every wherever it is. Oh. One of the, one of, uh, from the, yeah, one of Judah's cities. This is what, look at that. There you go. Plain as day. I wonder what he did. No, we saw what he did. This made it possible for him to build wall cities throughout Judah. Now's the time to do it while the Lord is blessing us with peace. Here it is again, because we're trusting him. He told his people, let's build fortified cities and walls and towers and gates and bars. So they went ahead with these projects very successfully. King Asa's uh, Judean army was 300,000 strong, equipped with light spears and shields and spears. His army of the Benjamites was 280, so he had a half a million, didn't he? It's really about what we got in America. Both armies were composed of well-trained, brave men. But now he was attacked by a million of the troops of the Ethiopians with 300 chariots under the leadership. of They advanced in the city of... Uh, can you guess what's going to happen here? Sure you can. You don't have to cross your fingers. A million. He only had half a million. Boy, they advanced on Marsha, the valley of Zeph, whatever, Zephthan, and King Asa sent his troops into battle with them. He quickly called his chaplain and said, I'm not a praying man, but would you pray for us? No, he did his own praying. Praise God. He cried out to the Lord. No, look at that. He says, no one else can help. Boy, I found myself a lot of times. I'm like, I, you know, either I dug this hole or this, this is the big one, Lord. <laughs> no matter what it is, help. I remember I was trying to fly. I was coming back and I was just having these thoughts. I wonder if my flight's going to be all right. You know, I'm like, I'm blessed in Jesus' name. Looked out my window. There was duct tape on the window. I mean, on the wing. Duct tape. I'm not moved by the duct tape. It's what it was. And I flew that same aircraft about, uh, about a, uh, two months later. Same one. had. It's, it is. It's that it's it's aluminum tape. Well, Richard, you were comforted knowing that it's not. The, I'm comforted because of Jesus. I just get right to the chase. Because plane could be working fine. Could be working whatever. Whatever. You know. Mm. You know. Anyway. I wonder if we can do this. Yeah, that's the reason we have the history. Oh, Lord. Start out like that. No one else can help us. For we trust in you alone. Oh, wait. This is, this, we'll be a good Baptist here. You know, just as I am without one place. This is talking about heaven. Because the Lord doesn't do this, help you out anymore. You're on your own on that. Well, that's what's got us into trouble. No. The Lord will get you out of whatever your trouble is. Outnumbered. He's two to one. He's outnumbered. Anyway, here we go. Oh, help us, Lord. We are tr we trust in you alone to rescue. Isn't that good? You alone. Well, a little bit of sun God, a little bit of this, or a little bit of me, you know, or, you know, or, or after it happens, you know, I just got lucky. No, stop and thank the Lord. Just thank you. Help us, for we trust in you alone, and in your name we attack this, <laughs> this, this vast horde. Don't let mere men, look at that, defeat you. Wow. Then the Lord, there it is. Then the Lord defeated the Ethiopians and Asa and the army of Judah, excuse me, and Asa the army of Judah triumphed as the Ethiopians fled. They chased them as far as Gerar and the entire Ethiopian army was wiped out so that not one remained. For the Lord and his army destroyed them all. Then the army of Judah carried off vast quantities of plunder. While they were in Gerar, they attacked the cities in that area, and the terror of the Lord came upon all the residents. As a result, additional vast quantities of plunder were collected from these cities, too. They not only plundered the cities, but they destroyed the cattle tents and captured great herds of what? Sheep? Is that what that is? Yeah. Sheep and camels? Wow! 
before finally going to finally going to Jerusalem. Anyway, I know I said I was going to stop, but watch this. I just want you to see the connection. Ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. We got to stop, but watch this. Okay, the Spirit of God came upon Azariah. One of the, he's one of the prophets. He went out to meet King. He went out to see King Asa as he returned from the battle. Listen to me, Asa. Listen, armies of Judah and Benjamin. He shouted, "The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with Him. It ain't gonna last long." Here we go. Whenever you look for him, you'll find him. I can't find the Lord. That's unbelief. But if you forsake him, he's going to forsake you. For a long time now, over in Israel, the people haven't worshipped the true God and have not had a true priest to teach them. They have lived without. And he's trying to tell them, look, they're over there worshiping this stupid cow. But you're doing a good job. He said, whenever they turn to the Lord, the Lord of Israel in their distress, search for him. He helped them. In their times of rebellion God, uh, against God, there was no peace. Problems troubled every, every nation on, uh, on every hand. Crime was on the increase. Gosh, do you see what? The Lord will take care. Anyway, when the external wars and internal fightings of this city for God was plaguing them with all sorts of trouble. But you men of Judah, keep up the good work and don't get discouraged for you will be rewarded. Well, you never know. It might change. No, it's not. Now, when King Asa heard this message, he took courage and he, boy, he went after it again. Get rid of all those idols and all the cities he conquered. Okay. Then he summoned the people of Judah and Benjamin and the immigrants of Israel, for many had come from all over the place. Okay. The SEC came back together. They saw that the Lord was with King Asa. They all came to Jerusalem in June. I think they had a big, uh, they had a big uh, Passover. Now, the 15th year, yeah, he sacrificed to the Lord 707,000 sheep. All the stuff they got, okay. Look at that. They entered into a contract saying, look, we're just going to worship the Lord. And they agreed anybody refused, whether young or old, they're going to die. Okay. Then they shouted their oath of loyalty to God with trumpets. Man, they were on fire. All were happy with his covenant, for they had entered into it with all their hearts and wills and wanted him more than anything else. And he gave them peace throughout the nation. Man, how simple is that? King Asa even wrote, look at this. His mama was part of the trouble. He said, okay, mom, you're out of here. Man, he removed his mother, Mecca, from being queen because she made an idol. She cut down the idol. No, he cut it down, and boy, he burned it in the Kidron uh, Valley. Over in Israel, look at this, the bad place, uh, the idol temples were not removed. But here in Judah and Benjamin, the heart of King Asa was perfect throughout his lifetime. He brought back to the temple. Look at that. He got, look, he got the silver back. I wanted to go, we've got to stop. Now, this dingbat, in his later years, doesn't trust the Lord. There's a next battle coming up. And he goes and says, hey, oh, and he's scared. He's outnumbered again. And he goes and pays a bunch of money to have some other nation come in as a bunch of mercenaries. And guess what? The prophet comes up and says, hey, Jack, what'd you spend all that money for? Don't you remember the Lord? You were outnumbered before. And he just freaks out. I'm not going to do it. Boy, and see, you can see you're up and down too. You can do the same thing. One day you can trust the Lord and one day you say, I don't know if God can pull this out. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We appreciate what's recorded, what happened here, Lord. And we just thank you. We see that, praise the Lord. If we just trust you, you'll take care of everything. We don't need anybody else. You're going to help us. So, Father, if we're hurting today, even in our bodies, you'll take care of that. Whatever, pain, whatever, something may not be working right, just fix us, Lord. You're the God of our bodies. You made us. You can help us. Same thing's true financially. Praise the Lord. You'll take care of us financially. And if it's not that, and even not anything we mentioned this morning, but we know you'll rescue us from all trouble. Just get us out of whatever problem we're facing. And, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to make notes and tell people when we get out who did it and that's you for it's in jesus name we pray amen praise the lord yeah hallelujah